Welcome to the Roto Minicast, Episode 3, for July 2006. Welcome, my fellow fandom freaks. You are listening to the Roto Minicast. You can find our full show every month at requiemoftheoutcast.com and this show every month at the same site. Now, I know a lot of you have been wondering, hey, where's the minicast? Two came out, and then there was nothing for like four months. Well, a lot of stuff's been going on. First off, the wrestling stuff. I got to ring announce for the first time. Man, was it fun. Nervous as hell for the first five seconds. After that, I was gold. I felt good doing it, and I think I sounded pretty good doing it, too. Let's hear what else. Um, I'm actually working on a podcast right now for Buzzy Multimedia. It's a company that deals in audiobooks and these really cool, geeky kind of shirts. You can check them out at buzzymultimedia.com. Let's hear what else. Uh, Planet Fandom. I'm the senior contributing editor for planetfandom.com. You may have heard of them before. Unfortunately, they kind of took a little bit of a vacation, but I was, I was able to speak to Jay Marcus Xavier, and he brought me on as a, as an, a contributing editor, and so that way I can kind of make sure everything's still running smoothly, and we're planning on bringing that to be the number one source for all news fandom-oriented. So if you've got a fan film or a fan audio out there and you want it talked about, you hit me an email rotooutcast at gmail.com and I'll make sure it gets on planetfandom.com hail to the fanboys oh one last thing you may have heard of this little podcast we've been talking about occasionally called Port City PD now it's available at portcitypd.com and what it is it's a 30 minute it's the only 30-minute serious police drama available via podcast. It is made specifically for the web. You can download it via the podcast feed or on the website itself, of course, portcitypd.com. Now, you wonder, what does that have to do with Outcast Multimedia and your good old buddy, Rich Siegfried? Well, let's just say I've got a new title. I am the Vodcast Technical Supervisor. Now, I still think that that's a title that they just kind of threw together and made up, but Hey, I don't mind being the guy that produces the feed for a show that has had an unprecedented 3 million downloads. Three episodes, 3 million downloads, do the math. That averages out to be about 1 million downloads per episode. Now, as far as I know, that's pretty much unheard of in podcasting, and they aren't just blowing smoke up. I've seen the server logs. I know what they're doing. The minute that they released the very first episode, they crashed their servers. So they had to get a CashFly account. I've been in the CashFly, over 3 million downloads, insane number, makes no sense. But guess what? It's popular. People love it. You know why? Because it's good. You can, of course, get that at portcitypd.com. And, of course, since there's probably going to be the occasional interlude between episodes, which I really am trying to avoid, but as you can see, things are starting to roll along. You can find out everything that's going on at outcastmultimedia.com. 
Now, there really isn't an A there. I was just pronouncing that and waggling my head a little bit, so it sounds more important. So really, you can just go to outcastmultimedia.com. That works, too. Or, of course, you can also get everything else, this show and everything else, at requiemoftheoutcast.com. And now it's time for our chum from the land of Braces and Sheilas, Shane Addis. Hi, last night I had the opportunity to watch The Call of Cthulhu, a movie produced by the HP Lovecraft Historical Society. It's a relatively short movie with a running time of around 50 minutes and from what I can recall, because it's been about 10 years since I read the story, a quite faithful adaptation of the story The Call of Cthulhu. But what makes this movie interesting is the way that the producers have decided to present it and that is basically as a 1920s silent movie. Now, because the film is presented in the style of a 1920s silent film, that means it is filmed in black and white, has a music-only soundtrack, and uses title cards for the character's speech. Of course, film grain and dirt has been added to the movie, and Great Cthulhu himself was achieved through the use of a stop-motion puppet. There's none of your flashy CG effects here, although digital compositing was used in a couple of scenes. Now, I know people who will never watch The Call of Cthulhu just because of the way it's presented. They hate black and white film, let alone black and white silent film, and I'm pretty sure since... Cthulhu isn't some great CG creation done with the latest software, but instead is done with a stop-motion puppet old-school style would be quite a put-off to them as well. And that's a real shame, because this movie is absolutely awesome. Its black-and-white photography looks really nice in places and gives the movie a lovely atmosphere. Well, I guess lovely's a good a description as any, and the musical score that was provided for the film is really quite good, as it conveys the emotions and thoughts of the characters in the movie. And while a fair bit takes place within the film, it's presented in such a way as to make it easy to understand what's going on, without requiring huge amounts of exposition. I'd have loved to include some audio clips with this, but since there is no speech in the film, it would basically just be clips of the music, which I did quite like. And I may even consider picking up the CD soundtrack to the film. Apparently the HP Lovecraft Historical Society are working on producing another film, this time with sound, and I for one can't wait. Definitely check this film out if you have the chance. Thank you for upgrading my voice again. Rich? Rich? Hello? Is anyone there? Who lurks in the darkness, protecting the innocent in Gotham? Only one man can help the downtrodden. Only one man can run around in a leather suit bordering on bondage gear with a young boy and not seem like a pervert. 
I am the Batman! Why are you wearing that bandana on your head and that blanket around your neck? You don't know about Batman? The Dark Knight? Created by Bob Crane in 1939 for Detective Comics? The movies, the cartoons, the action figures, the catchphrases, come on, chum! I know that Batman has been quite popular in fandom. Batman has also had many crossovers thanks to fan films, fan art, and fan audio. <laughs> oh, yeah! Man, don't even get me started on Batman Dead End, Grayson, or even Derek Dublin's Batman. Well, okay, actually, I will. Batman Dead End is probably the most famous of the Batman fan films. It was written and directed by Sandy Cholera and debuted in July of 2003. It pitted Batman against a well-known villain played by Andrew Koenig. Andrew Koenig is the son of Star Trek's Walter Koenig and played Boner on Growing Pains. Yeah, that's right, FT. There are four reasons why this film is one of the best fan films to date. Great costumes, terrific acting, and two extra special surprise guests. My other favorite Batman fan film isn't really a Batman film per se. It deals with the effects of Batman's death on Robin. The film is called Grayson. We follow the return of Dick Grayson as he not only copes with the death of a father figure, but also his attempts on revenge. The film features a cameo by Kimberly Page, a former wrestling valet as the lovely Catwoman. Meow. <laughs> I know your favorite scene is when she is sashaying away from the camera. Hey, she's wearing skin-tight shiny pants painted on an ass made for wearing stuff like that. But actually, my favorite parts are seeing all of the guest spots. Nearly every major Gotham villain shows up, as well as members of the Justice League. This flick has the greatest superhero appearances per capita in history. After watching this, I couldn't wait for the full-length film, since this was kind of set up as a teaser trailer. It is a shame that DC won't let him make a longer version. Yeah, tell me about it. But that is the downside to making a fan film. But with these two great films, it's a shame there isn't like some kind of centralized repository for Batman fan films. Actually, Rich, in 2003, a database of Batman fan films, trailers, teasers, first looks, upcoming projects, screenplays, and more was created, so all fans could find one centralized location for their fan passion. You can find it online at batmanfanfilms.com. What's wrong, Patsy? <laughs> well, Fandom Tron, I hear the Joker is down in the galley. I must go defend the ship. Take us home, Fandom Tron. StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars fan audio on the internet. It's your home for Star Wars fan audio genre news, a comprehensive catalog of fan-made Star Wars radio shows, parody tales, and serious audio dramas. With behind-the-scenes features, a message board, reviews, tutorials, convention coverage, an internet movie database-style directory of the entire Star Wars Fan Audio community, and the only Fan Audio community-recognized Star Wars Fan Audio Academy Awards held each year. StarWarsFanWorks.com. Fandom has a whole new sound. For years, sci-fi fans have toiled at making fan films, podcasts, and goofy flash animations to obscure techno music. They work hard. Give them their props. Watch, listen, and talk back. <clears throat> at planetfandom.com Well, that concludes this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. You can find this show and more at requiemoftheoutcast.com. For Shane and myself, we'll see you guys on the dark side.
Theme music and incidentals provided by Magnatune.com. This has been a production by Outcast Multimedia. Find more information and more content at OutcastMultimedia.com.